Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track monitored accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the 153anglers.com to place your order today. Based in Santa Ana, California, BioAno Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioAnoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W. WER.com or contact dealers nationwide. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Panel and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. What's up, Brad? What's up, man? My name's Josh. It's nice to meet you. Hey, you too. Good, good to know you, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm not even gonna go into like any kind of like little conversation here because I want to get into it. We got a cool guest that I saw somebody else post uh, this product on their Facebook page, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Because I like hockey and I like fishing, and he combined both of them. So, uh, Chris uh, LeMessure, welcome yeah, to the right show. On. You got it. Yes. I was kind of nervous about that. <laughs> it, it must be that French Canadian in you, Brad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, welcome to the show. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. It's more not French Canadian and Brad. It's more Ohio hillbilly. <laughs> where I mean, it's Brad Hicks. Come on. Yeah, he, that, he, rich, he's, that rich Ohio culture, huh? Yeah. He, hey, he, he's probably going to agree with that because he's from Michigan. <laughs> you you a big uh, Michigan fan then? I am. Um, yeah, uh, a, a little ashamed. So I'm. I'm Hoping we don't talk a lot about football, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Michigan <laughs> fan. I'm married into a big Michigan family, and uh, and yeah, I enjoy watching them. But uh, hard hard to be uh, be uh, enthusiastic about you know Michigan football right now. Well, you don't have to worry about it because Brad loves to state that he hates Ohio teams. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, and I'm a Buckeyes fan, but I'm not like like over the top about it you know i enjoy watching them and stuff like that follow it a little bit and i really am not into pro sports that much so you, you won't like get the browns i mean i i watch them but i do to be honest with you i'll maybe watch like one prof- like full professional football game a year yeah that's it i'll watch college but i mean to be honest with you the more i've gotten into fishing the uh less sports i actually watch now so mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But uh, Chris, let us know a little bit about you. Where where you're from? Uh, what you do? Uh, what kind yeah. of kayak you're in? Whatever. Yeah. So, well, you see one of them behind me there. Um, yeah. So I'm I live in uh, in Michigan, in a suburb of Detroit, and uh, kind of born and raised, actually, kind of in Southeast Michigan. So, um, you know, probably not too different from where you guys are. There's tons of you know lakes and streams and rivers and then of course great lakes right here too so um you know kind of spoiled by all the water around us and um um, you can probably tell by my hat and and the commander behind me which is one of like six kayaks in the garage um (laughs) i'm a a wilderness systems fan uh i'm actually on their pro staff team and their pro staff manager Uh, been with them for several years and uh, okay yeah so like you guys right kayak fishing is is a huge passion of mine and, and like to spend as much time on the water in my kayak as possible that's cool. Brad's not been to St. Clair yet. Tell him oh, what he's God. missing out on. <laughs> Nothing there. Small, <laughs> small perch, sheephead. Spot it. Don't even bother coming up. Especially between like April and June. Don't even yeah. come here. Don't yeah. bother. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I want to see is another Ohio license plate. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a lie because I, I saw, I've seen Josh crush it up there quite a few times. <laughs> I've only, I mean, I've only been up there with the one time and it, it was an epic weekend to say the least, you know, it's one of the most fun times I've ever had fishing. And I mean, I fished, it was the, uh, what was it? The Mayo and Topwater event last year. Mm-hmm. And it was the first weekend in June and me and my buddy, Mike and Brandon went up there and fish it. And it was kind of really last minute that we decided to do it. And we went, made a, made our way up there. Literally, we were going to stay on a boat, like a, like a, a rental boat that you could sleep in. And um, that ended up falling through. We finally found a, um, a hotel to sleep in that a buddy of ours from Ohio was renting. And he was like, hey, I'm leaving the day you guys are coming up here. You should be able to book that room. And we did. And so hmm. we found a hotel to stay in and Dude, it was literally one of the most fun times fishing I've ever had. So, and I mean, we, I got, I think I put up a 93 and I was like in 16th place. <laughs> That's what crazy. time of year was that, Josh? It was the first weekend in June. June, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's probably the end of the spawn or the beginning of the end of the spawn. Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah. you know, like you're kind of bedfish. I mean, if conditions are really good, you can bedfish. You can watch them and look at them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a big body of water, so it tends to get, you know, choppy and stirred up. And and um, so sometimes you're just kind of drifting and blind casting, you know, bedfishing. But, um, but there's still so many good fish in there. It's just yeah. the, mm. the spawn and the pre-spawn is just that. That's the time to come. You know, which can yeah. be, you know, the fishing can be really good, like depending like this year, right after Easter, and that's early April, mm -hmm. we had a warm up and it was really, really good. And then you kind of get like a, like a stretched out pre-spawn period. And then they, mm -hmm. they move in and, and, you know, are actually on the beds in, uh, you know, mid-May, late May into early June. Now, do they hang out shallow for a little bit in the pre-spawn? Are they sitting out they deep? Do. They just rush in, spawn and rush out. No, no, they come in, they kind of come in slowly, uh, um, you know, when they, when they're kind of done wintering and, and they come up, you know, from the deeper water and, and look for bait, start to school up, um, they'll be on, you know, rock piles and things like that as pre-spawn. So they will be in a little bit shallower and that, yeah. that's why I like to target them, mm -hmm. you know, in, in kind of a pre-spawn as, as opposed to true spawn or true bed fishing. Yeah. Um, um, you get, you know, just really aggressive fish. You know, they're trying to put the feedback on before spawn. And then, you know, of course, the females are all big. They're full of row. Yeah. And so um, that's my preferred time. But like I said, that can be, you know, April-ish, early May. And sometimes the weather can be sketchy. So it's, yeah. you know, not always the most comfortable fishing. But, you know, if you're going to come to Lake St. Clair, that's when you want to come, in my opinion. Yeah. What What about the summertime? I, I never hear many people talk about it in the summer. Yeah, it, it just, it's it's more challenging, especially from the kayak. They <clears> They move <throat> offshore. And, mm -hmm. and they can, they can still school up, but you know, Lake St. Clair is, is a massive lake, right? It's what, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, 30 something miles, 20 something miles across. Right. So, yeah. um, it's, uh, you know, they, 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 and, and it's not a deep lake, right? It's, it's a kind of drops down to eight to 10 feet, 12 feet. And then it kind of does that all the way across to the, of course, the shipping channel is, is dredged out, but, um, they just move way offshore. And, and again, you can find them on, you know, um, cabbage beds or rock piles and stuff, but they're out, you know, quite a ways from shore. Yeah. And they kind of, and they spread out a lot. They, like you said, I don't, it seems to be, you'll find a school, but it's kind of comes and goes and they're not a very big schools. And that's kind of what I've always from the, a lot of the videos, some people are like, you got to hang in a spot and they'll come and go. And then, then maybe another group will come and go, especially if you're finding like a rock pile. You know, that's kind of the gist I was getting out of that summertime bite when they kind of go deeper. But Brad, it's crazy, man. You get you get <laughs> up next to the bank and you're like five feet deep, you know, until you get near some docks. But then it stays like eight to 12 feet forever. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's, I, it's it sounds like wild. something I would like. Yeah. yeah. Well, um. Yeah, let's get into the product, man. This is what this show's all about. We uh, spotlight products, we review them, uh, we do a little bit of everything. So, uh, talk about your business, how you got started, uh, how long you've been doing it for. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Um, yeah, so it's uh, Broken Twig Landing Nets. And um, I actually have some here next to me. Um, so, um, like the name suggests, right, this is a former hockey stick, right? It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a bower, although it's probably upside down. And um, turned into a fishing net. So broken twig, obviously, you know, uh, hockey sticks called twigs. And um, I, I was able to, um, I mean, it took me 43 years to kind of combine my life passions, 
but um, there you go, some, some pictures of it. Um, so I'm a big hockey fan. I, you know, I grew up, you know, in Detroit area, right? So I root for the Red Wings. I, I played hockey my whole life. In the past few years, I've, I've been lucky enough to um, coach my kids. My daughter and my son both play hockey. Mm -hmm. and, and it's exciting because like anything else, if you're a parent, you know, watching them develop a, a passion that you share is, is really fun. And, um, and then, you know, like we talked about in, in the beginning, you know, I fish a lot, right? Um, mm -hmm. So to combine those two things, I'm, I'm really lucky uh, to be able to do that. And, and I think it's an idea that's kind of been brewing in my head for, for a long time that, um, you know, hockey sticks, right? Like I had a couple here next to me, right? These get, th this happens, right. And gets thrown yeah. into a dumpster and, but it's, I mean, it's a perfectly good carbon fiber yeah. you know, shaft, right. It's a perfectly good material. And, and like I said, I, I kind of, the idea kind of brewed for a long time and um, just kind of sat there. And then this past winter, I had, um, kind of left my job or, or lost my job and had some free time. Like, you know, I need to develop this. Why not, you know, try to make a, a product. I know a lot about fishing, a lot about hockey. Why not try to make something out of this? So um, like anything else, you know, in my garage here, tinkering and trying to develop it and, and kind of flesh out that, that idea. And, and um, really kind of, the, this is the, 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 the final iteration after several prototypes and, you know, playing with them in the wintertime and testing them, actually getting out on the water and, and scooping fish with them. And, and really happy with the the product that I've been making the past several months and got had them in customer hands the past couple months and, and just uh, tons of really good feedback on them. And that seems to kind of be the theme with uh, people over the last year, year and a half during the Corona thing. I noticed they're moving away from their jobs and they're creating stuff like this for uh, several industries out there, which is pretty cool. I think. Yeah. I mean, that was, um, you know, kind of the looking back right in hindsight is, uh, you know, the, the blessing in disguise or the silver lining or whatever, you know, however you want to categorize it. Yeah. Like nobody likes to lose their job. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, when it happens, when you're going through it, obviously that's a tough thing, but looking back and saying, Oh, wow. Okay, cool. That gave me free time to spend more time with my family to spend more time, you know, fishing mm -hmm. and playing hockey, doing other stuff. And then, or spend more time in the garage, you know, trying to, um, be an entrepreneur and, and start something from scratch. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. That's cool. Heck yeah, man. Let's, let's start getting into some of the, um, you know, details of the net and, you know, let us know kind of like what you think is the strong points and, you know, kind of what, what sells this net. Cause I think it's an awesome, awesome idea. I'm, I'm always about, if you can kind of recycle something, like you said, get it out of the trash and make something else out of it it's always a good thing in my book so i've been uh brad was telling me about it and he was really brad was really stoked about not only the hockey aspect of it obviously because he's a hockey fan but the flat profile about it so mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty interesting thing I, I i like that idea yeah some of those uh features like that josh is, is what i'll call like the flat profile um those are things that weren't necessarily planned but going through this process of developing a product and building it and then using it, you know, out on the water, um, you kind of realize like, oh, wow, like most net handles are round, right? So, well, mm -hmm. it, it means it turns in your hand, right? Fish is flopping or a big fish or something. Well, you know, if, if you obviously a hockey stick here in my hand, you know, if you know anything about hockey stick, right, it's kind of rectangular, right? It, and, and it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to hold that straight. Um, and again, for people that don't know much about hockey, you know, back in the day, of course, their hockey sticks are made out of wood and, and fiberglass. And the past, you know, several years or maybe even 
couple decades, they're made out of um, like carbon fiber. I pointed mm -hmm. the camera there, right? So it's a it's a high end material that works really well for this application, right? That it's it's lightweight, it's super strong, and then like you said, Josh, um, the fact that you know this happens, it gets thrown in a dumpster. Um, you know, it's a shame, right? So it could, you know, I've, I've been able to turn it into a kind of a win-win situation where, um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to call myself a dumpster diver, but uh, if, I, if I see a broken stick sticking out of a dumpster, I mean, I'm not afraid to grab it out of there and say, hey, that, that make a I, I was going to ask that, like, what's the process? <laughs> yeah, I, I see it now, like, you know, the local uh, ice hockey rinks or, you know, the Detroit Red Wings garbage can, they're like, Oh, here comes that Chris guy. Again. <laughs> yeah, right. right. This guy's going to build a skyscraper out of hockey stick. <laughs> you can market that to people and be like, hey, this yeah. player had this in his hand. It's yeah. worth more. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, I've learned a lot over the past, um, you know, several months uh, of doing this. And um, yeah, that's been one of the biggest challenges, actually, believe it or not, is, is um, getting enough broken hockey sticks that I can make them fast enough mm -hmm. to keep up with demand. And, um, and so, like I said, I'm at the rink a lot, right? I play a couple times a week and then mm -hmm. I coach my kids uh, a couple times a week. So I'm at the rink a lot and, uh, you know, developing relationships, you know, saying, Hey, the rink, you know, manager, like, Hey, what do you guys do with your hockey stick? You know, of course they get thrown out. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like, what if we were able to implement some type of like recycle program, right? Where you mm -hmm. save them for me and then, you know, I, I recycle them so they don't get thrown away. So you can feel good about it. But then even, you know, I've done stuff where, um, I, you know, give back to the community where, oh, you're doing a fundraiser for hockey, right? Hockey is an expensive sport. Mm -hmm. How about I donate a net and you got, you know, it's part of your raffle or something like that. So, um, I, I, I've been, you know, half of my job is spent here in the garage, you know, uh, building nets and fulfilling orders and things like that, ship them all over the country. And the other half of my job is, is out there, you know, knocking on doors and, and like I said, building that network of, of, um, you know, Hey, what, you know, what if I, you know, could have your broken hockey sticks, you know, what are you going to mm -hmm. do with them? That sort of thing. So, um, and it's been fun. It's been a fun process to kind of discover that. And, and the whole entrepreneurship is, is, um, thing is very new for me. So, um, mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying, you know, the whole aspect of it. That's really cool. Yeah. Like you said, that is a win-win situ situation for sure. Yeah. So to kind of go a little bit further in this, um, since you are using broken hockey sticks, are you just, are you looking for a certain size? Are you making like smaller nets? Is it just one size? Yeah. Good question, Josh. Thank you. Um, yeah. On, on the website, there's a, the slider where it shows different pictures. And after the first one is, um, and I, I should have sent this to you guys so you can see it, but yeah, there's kind of the standard size um, that I've been making them the past several months. Um, um, I'm still trying to develop a cool name for them if it's like full strength or power play or something like that, but it, it, it shows you the, um, the size of them. So this is what I call a standard size, right? So it's a, it's a, a 30 inch handle and it starts with, um, I, I wanted it to have that, uh, hockey stick feel, right. But I didn't want somebody's, you know, sweaty hockey tape, you know, at the end, um, and it absorb water and stuff, all these bad things. So this is actually a, a one piece rubber grip. Um, that has that hockey butt, you know, tape look to it, but it's rubber. So it stays tacky when it's wet. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, it's, it's a 30 inch handle, which is pretty versatile for most applications. Uh, mm -hmm. I've had a lot of customers, um, you know, buy them for boat fishing. I've had uh, a lot of people get them for kayaks. Um, and then we actually have, I don't know how well you can see it on the camera, but it's actually a real hockey puck. 
huh. that, that kind of joins the two here. Huh. Um, it, uh, after some trial and error and playing around and developing it, uh, it works really well. This is uh, the vulcanized rubber is a really strong material, mm -hmm. uh, but similar to wood in that, it, you know, you can work with it, you can drill it, you can mill it and do all different kinds of things with it. You can uh, epoxy it and, and bind it. And then um, the net head itself, of course, is, is a aluminum tubing. Um, but then this is a full rubber basket. And again, I tried different materials. Um, you see a lot of like rubber dipped nylon. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is the, the in my opinion, um, the best material for um, uh, avoiding hooks getting snagged in there. A lot easier to get, you know, there's nothing worse than a, than a crankbait or a jerkbait with two treble hooks on it or three treble yeah. hooks on it, right? And it's yeah. in a fish and it's in the net and playing that game where, you know, you lose 15 minutes of fishing because you're trying to get your hooks out. Yeah. So th this full rubber basket uh, is, is really the best material for um, for getting hooks out or not getting hooks in in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dig the spacing of the holes too because I have uh, mm -hmm. like a frable net and it's it's a rubber basket, but the holes are very close together. So when it does get tangled, it still takes a little bit of time to get out. It's not as bad, you know. It comes, it'll come through, but sometimes I'm like, man, how did I? weave myself into this thing like yeah i i respect that those holes are bigger so it's gonna act like a deterrent from that happening anyways you know yeah once you've used a, a bad net you know or, or been in that situation then you kind of appreciate when you have a good net mm -hmm. um i need to get something like this because i use a short one it's like a trout net and oh. it's it's a good net um it's good environmentally in for the safety of the fish but uh, the handle's too short. That's my biggest gripe on it. Like that and the, you know, the bath, the basket shape of the net itself or the holes are so small, you know, and so close together that mm -hmm. it kind of is the, the pain in the butt about it. But, you know, I've, I've been looking for a net and I'm gonna have to come check these out. Cause that's, that's a definitely a cool product. I love that you did that with a hockey puck too, man. That's really yeah, cool. That, yeah. That's clever. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That, uh, it, it worked really well for, for the application and, um, you know, everything's epoxied and reinforced and, mm -hmm. and, um, and so it's, it's quite strong, but yeah, it works really well to kind of join two pieces that normally wouldn't fit very well together, right? Like mm -hmm. two, you know, uh, uh, aluminum round tubing with, a with a, with a hockey stick. So, um, yeah. yeah, that, that took a while, but it was kind of a breakthrough for us when, when I figured that part out. Yeah, most nets, the way they're, they're rounded, they, they come together like that, and then they have the tubes that are just like kind of clenched together, and then they have a short yeah. handle. Yeah, exactly. Were you but, shooting to use a hockey puck? Did you try something else first? And you're like, I'm a, and then it didn't work, and you're like, let me try a hockey puck? Yeah, it, it was. It really was. It was some trial and error, um, some other prototypes. Um, something I've discovered, too, through that process is – the inside of diameter of hockey sticks can vary across different manufacturers, right? Bauer, CCM, Warrior. Um, so the idea of fitting or doing some type of connection where you're going inside the, the hollow shaft of the hockey stick didn't really work. I tried that and played with it and I, I just did lots of stuff and I just couldn't make it work. And then um, I don't know what the epiphany was of how the puck came to me. Um, I don't know. There's pucks in my driveway, in my garage, and stuff. So I probably <laughs> tripped on it or something, and and said, "Holy cow, that'd be perfect." But um, I really don't remember what what took me to that. But uh, but since then, it's worked out good. Um, you know, I've my my kids think it's fun. Back in the winter time, when I was playing with these and testing these, and um, 
you know, we do strength tests, right? We'd put a bunch of weights in there and lift it up and try to shake the net and see, you know, where's the weak point, where's it going to break and, you know, hmm. how many, how much weight can we put on and stuff. So it's gone through those paces. And then really since um, I started selling them in uh, March, you know, I've had dozens and dozens um, of, of customers, both, you know, friends of mine uh, and then perfectly strangers that, um, that, you know, just said, Oh my God, that's really cool. Again, like us, you know, I'm a big hockey fan. I'm a big fisherman. I got to have this. And, um, and then, you know, netted, um, you know, I don't know, I'm guessing hundreds of fish in, in my nets the yeah. past several months. So, um, yeah, they've been tested and vetted pretty thoroughly. You know, it would be really cool is if you could find a bending branches hockey stick and make one out of it. Yeah. That, <laughs> that I've, I've done some fun stuff like that for, and, and that's back to, I think, I think it was Josh's question originally, the different links. And, and that's, what's really mm -hmm. cool about it. Right. Like I'll grab any hockey stick. I think this one here, this one still got the tape on it um, from somebody using it. It's about, I don't know, maybe 27, 28 inches. Um, you know, so I can't use that on that standard size. Um, mm -hmm. cause that's 30, I cut it at 31 and a half, but it's a 30 inch handle, but I am coming out very soon with a, a shorter version. And, and, and I've sold, uh, uh, quite a few of them as, um, kind of prototype or early release products. So you, you might've seen them out there on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but I do a 17 inch handle. And so mm -hmm. I can still utilize a, a stick like this, or if I have a really long stick, maybe that broke at the blade, I could get sometimes two nets out of that or two net handles out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, now the other thing too is again when it, when a stick breaks at the blade and I have this really long piece, it's really easy for me to do customizations for people. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a good buddy of mine fishes on a on a deep V boat, and uh, and we'd played with mine. This was back in the in the pre spawn bass fishing. We were out a few times, and he said it's great, but I like a, a longer net handle because the gunnels are so high in his boat. And uh, so we did. I think I did a forty eight inch handle or something like that. And I've done that for customers. I think I shipped one out. Uh, two days ago that was for a custom length for a customer uh, it's good. really easy to do that right when i when i have that kind of material to work with and say okay you know you want it 18 inches no problem you want it 36 inches no problem is there uh you mentioned customization is there any other customizations to it like if somebody wanted to have a puck with their favorite team on it or something yeah yeah i'm working on that that's that's a page i don't have up on my website yet um you can see all all the products there all the ones i have built and then of course if somebody says hey you know when I was in high school, I used an Easton stick. You have an Easton sticks. I can shoot a mm. pictures of what I got. You can actually kind of see some my barrel of broken sticks kind of there behind me. <laughs> um, so I can take pictures and say, hey, I got this one. You want me to build a net? Um, so there's that kind of stuff too. Or and But I just don't have the customization options on my website yet. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, absolutely. Like um, anybody from Michigan probably recognizes, you know, Schultz Outfitters, right? If you've been there, great fly fishing and conventional fishing shop, they, they expanded. And, um, and, and Mike Schultz, the owner is a big hockey fan, right? So mm -hmm. I picked up a couple of these when I was down there a few weeks ago. And yeah, if somebody comes to me and says, oh, you know, I, whatever, my kid plays hockey or I support this hockey team. Can you make a net with our puck? Absolutely. I can do that. So there's lots of different customizations, um, that are available. That is cool. I like that. I like, I, I'm just, I'm a sucker for anything customizable when it comes to products like that. So that's real cool. Yeah, because, you know, I, I obviously my passion is kayak fishing. I spend a lot of time mm -hmm. on kayak, but I don't want to limit myself and say, this is a great net for kayak fishing, right? Yeah. I want people to be, use it on, be able to use it on, on boats, on pontoons, on shore fishing, on fly fishing, 
and everything in between. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I having a new product really, th it's the same, you know, broken twig landing net, but I'm going to have two sizes, uh, mm -hmm. available soon. And then, you know, people of course can customize the, the lengths and different things, um, beyond that as well. We're kind of seeing that in the kayak industry where there's a, a lot of products that are trying to cater to only kayak fishing. I can, sure. I, I get it, but it's not the best solution in my opinion. Yeah, well, perfect example is like Turny X, right? Dwayne Wally, a uh, longtime friend of mine, right? That like, look how Turny X started, right? It was mm -hmm. kayak fishing, you know, tournaments and KBF, you know, the big push for them to, to have that, right? And, and going by just length and not weight, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then look at Turny X now, you know, that was what, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Look at it now and it's, you know, boat tournaments and shore fishing tournaments, of course, kayak fishing tournaments. So yeah, you're right, Brad. I mean, it makes sense as a as an entrepreneur, uh, as, a, as a business person to diversify yourself and open yourself up to as many, you know, potential customers as possible. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to mention any other company names, but there was a few that come to mind. I'm like, yeah, they could definitely do stuff for the boat boater market, but they're not. And that is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that, but yeah. Well, okay. I think it's, I, I think it's natural for us to, you know, be focused on kayak fishing. Cause that's our right. thing. So like, what's a great product or, Oh, somebody should invent this, you know, yeah. it's great to have this. Um, but then obviously there's so much beyond that, that mm -hmm. you know, potential and stuff and, and the whole world beyond it that, you know, could be utilized. Yeah. Uh, let's get back into the, the feet, a little bit more of the features here. I don't think we went over how much the net weighs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it can it can depend on the the shaft itself. I have some mm -hmm. older ones that are you know sticks that are I don't know, six seven years old and, and they're maybe um, a, a little bit heavier. And then just like I don't know tennis shoes or fishing rods or anything else you go to the store to buy, right? There's a whole spectrum of hockey sticks. You know, there's um, I don't know, there's a lot of seventy five to eighty dollar hockey sticks. You know, that are carbon fiber. And then there's you know this one here, this Bauer is probably a 250 to $300 stick. Mm -hmm. Right. So th there's some variability in, in, in how much they, they weigh, but generally speaking, they're going to be a, a few pounds, um, three to four pounds total. Um, but the beauty of this, because you know, the, the end is sealed and epoxied at, at both ends and this is a hollow chamber, right? We get a ton of buoyancy from this, all this air in here. So mm -hmm. actually the broken twigs in this size, um, and the smaller size as well, uh, they float. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's a huge advantage, even, even when it's a little bit heavier, uh, uh, carbon material here, a little bit thicker stick, um, they still float. So I think that's a pretty cool feature. Um, not a lot of nets can do that. Yeah, that, that's big, that, uh, floating. That, that's a big, big, uh, feature right there, especially for kayaks. Um, yeah. Sh yeah. Show me a kayak angler that hasn't dropped something in the water <laughs> and lost it. And I know. I'll, show, I'll show you a liar because <laughs> we it's all cool. have, right. It's, it's awesome that you have it the ability for it to float without having to add foam. You know, you see a lot of guys adding yeah. a lot of foam and, you know, it's just, it looks, it looks better without it. It looks more sleek and, and, you know, it doesn't make it as bulky too. So, right. Absolutely. That's just more bulk when you see the, the foam added on here, even on the handle. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of times when you have it sitting up behind you in your milk crate or something, that's just more to catch wind. Um, uh, or, or, or if you don't do that and then you risk, you know, dropping it in the water and losing it and kissing it mm -hmm. goodbye. Yeah, that's um, not any fun when you got what? How much is the net? Hundred dollars? 
Yeah, exactly. We yep. The we sell. Yeah, uh, I'll sell both sizes, but the standard size right now is um is ninety nine dollars. Okay. Yeah, that's not any fun when you're dropping that in the water and it don't float. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or God forbid, a rod and reel or something like that. Right. We've all we've yeah. all been there, and uh, even if it's a ten dollar pair of pliers, you know, it's still frustrating. Yep. To lose something like that. So here's the one thing that kind of would be a little tough for a lot of people, especially people who utilize. Um, you know, things to kind of hold the net in place that is everything is geared like kind of for paddles, right? So your rotor grips and stuff, people have started using actually as a way to actually hold their nets also. So there would be the issue. And I'm not saying this in a bad way by any means. I actually kind of want yeah. to be like, so maybe you could look into coming out with a uh, mounting system, like a track mounted system that fits these hockey you know the rectangular profile huh yeah that's a good point and and I, again something i i stumbled across josh was uh i'm a ram guy so i, I a lot of ram mount stuff um yeah. and, and they have a uh a, 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 i think it's a roller grip uh a roller ball grip uh similar mm -hmm. to the roto grip by yak tech um and again this is I'm either super lucky or just the way things worked out. Um, yeah, I was like, it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, you know what? I like to clip. I don't like to actually have my net behind me, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. In a milk crate or something that does catch a lot of wind, right? So I like to lay it on the deck of my boat and clip it in one of those rollerball grips. And um, it, it's a little bit wider than a paddle, but not much. And it actually fits in there perfectly. Huh. Now, I, nice. I, I, again, I'm, re I'm really lucky <laughs> um, <laughs> or really good. Uh, I haven't tested the Yak Attack. Uh, roto grip um so I, I can't speak for that but i know the the ram mounts one holds it perfectly yeah. i use it on my kayak all the time nice ram has something for everything <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome that's cool yeah because i was wondering like i'm like um you know it's been a while since i've actually held a hockey stick so I used to play a little bit of like street hockey and stuff like sure. that so and i've attempted to play hockey once but i was like the first time i ever tried to skate so but <clears throat> it is um it was kind of in my mind i'm like but the thing that i like about that though is with that flat profile even if you didn't have it secured like that you probably wouldn't get the movement you would as you would in a sense like around a round shafted uh net because you know, there's that just that little bit of material that's in contact with the side of your boat. It's going to slide real easy. With that, it's laying flat, you know, on a fairly flat surface. You know, a lot of yeah. gunnel walls are on the flat side, you know, where the gear tracks are. So I'm sure Brad, Brad could come up with something to, to mount it. But that's cool. That's a good point. And I'm glad you made that because if somebody was interested in getting your net and still wanted to do that, they do know that there's a, a grip out there by Ram. Um, you said it's called the rollerball. Rollerball, yeah. yeah, and it fits yeah. perfect in there. Hmm. Yep, it, it really does, yeah. And yeah, like I said, that was just just by luck. Yeah. Um, and a, something else that that I'm kind of looking at here as I'm holding it in my hand, I realize, and, and you may not know, Josh, if if you're not a follow hockey a lot, but um, you know, years ago we always want to make uh, uh, hockey sticks a little bit more grip to them, right? Your your hand slides up and down a lot, but sometimes you don't want it to. So you'd see over the years, and you've probably seen it, you know, guys would wrap hockey tape around there and stuff just to make it a little more friction and just a little bit grippier. Yeah. Well, you know, hockey stick manufacturers, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, maybe, maybe longer, I could be totally off, started making almost like a rubber grip um, built into the stick. And and they're they're marketed as grip sticks. And, and, and some have, you know, conventional sticks that are 
just relatively smooth. But um, the the grip sticks with that rubber make up about I don't know probably seventy five to eighty percent of the sticks that I come across, and that's really again really lucky here. But it works perfectly when we're talking about fishing, right? So again, yeah. this is a rubber grip here, right? This is all a rubber uh, handle, but the rest of it is too. So so if you have to grab up here, it's oh. still kind of tacky and has like a rubber feel to it. So even when it's wet, again, you, you get a really good grip on it. That's cool. I'm because credit I, for that. I'm going to say, I'm going to chalk it up to, yeah. to being well, lucky, but <laughs> it is being it. lucky, man. You got a lot, you got a lot of good breaks. Cause yeah. that was one of my next questions because you know, you're not always going to be at full extension, you know, especially in a kayak. A lot of times you're going to be on the, the short, the short side of that. But what kayak anglers love is to be able to keep that fish in water. Yeah. And that's where you see the, the longer shaft, the longer handles, actually come into play because i know how i am i can't do it with my current net um where they'll tuck it up under their leg yeah, you know exactly. between the seat and let that fish sit in there while they get their board out and get their phone ready and that sort of thing so you kind of want to be able to have something that has the ability to do both and that was my question was going to be like okay well if you have to you know shorten up you know your distance from the net um you know to your hand is that grippy is that is that metal slick and you answered my question that's awesome man yeah yeah thank you it uh, it, it works really well kind of like what i hear you saying josh is like choking up on it right yep. to mm -hmm. you know or, or even resting on your arm right so you get a little bit more leverage if it's a little bit heavier fish yep. you know kind of doing that but you're right though you kind of choke up on it or um you know the point that you raised which i never it never really occurred to me till a couple years ago i started seeing guys do it and, and had a buddy show me um, where, yeah, they'll, they'll have the fish in there, right. Sitting in the water. And then with a little bit longer shaft, yeah, you tuck it under your legs. Um, guys do like, you know, almost like a PVC tube under their seat, you know, if the seat sits high oh, enough it. and they can idea. literally slide the handle of the net in there, the, the basket sits in the water with their fish. And then that, mm -hmm. that's not going anywhere. And they have free hands to you know get out their phone or hog trough or whatever they're doing. So, yeah, the, like I said, this, this standard size, or I really need to come up with a cooler name for it, but, um, this standard size is, is pretty is super versatile, right? That both the size of the basket itself and then the length of the handle does kind of like what you're saying, Josh. It gives you lots of different options. Yeah. You know, on the kayak or boat. You could name it the Crosby. <laughs> the Crosby. <yeah. laughs> I'm gonna exclude a lot of customers if I do that. <laughs> I was just messing. <laughs> I'm a fan. I mean, he's a great hockey player. I, I, people love to hate him, and I don't understand yeah. why, because he's so good, but I'm surprised you said that since you're a Red Wings fan. Yeah, yeah, we lost that cup to him um, and, and lost many games to him. But uh, you can't, you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, you, I could be a hater, but no, I admire the guy. He's a, just an outstanding hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we, we went back to back with you guys. You guys beat us the first year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And wasn't that, that was game seven too, the second year. Yep. And uh, in fact, I saw the highlight, the replay of the end of that game seven where you guys won the Pittsburgh won the following year was like a flurry of, of shots and stuff at the very end. And, yeah. And then Pittsburgh came out on top of one game seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. But, um, so tell, like, well, tell me a little bit about like what, what nets do you guys use right now? And, uh, why is that just something you stumbled into or are there particular features or things you like about the nets you guys have? Oh, I'm not like too happy with mine now. Um, like I said before, it's a good net. Um, you know, it's, I, I wanted to make sure that I found something 
that I could get lures out easier um, and something that was, you know, not harmful to the fish. And the, the, the reason I actually came across it was from watching, um, oh gosh, Matt Nelson, uh, indie yak angler on YouTube. He's a guy that fishes up in the Minnesota, Wisconsin area in North Dakota. He fishes all over the place up there. I think he's a big time river guy. And I just, his net, I was always like, and he gets at, he gets his lures out real quick. They don't get stuck. And I just happened to message him through one of his videos on YouTube. And I asked him about the net and he sent me the exact model number. It was a Frable net. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was actually with Brad when I lost it. Um, oh, yeah. as small as that net was, it does not float. I learned, um, I caught, it was when I f- caught my first 20 inch smallmouth here in Ohio with Brad. And I thought I caught a pike cause it like, pulled so hard it pulled the boat like i got pulled towards it <laughs> and i catch the fish i take pictures the pictures don't go everything fell apart like within like <laughs> the immediate time i caught this fish um but one of the things that ended up happening is i got into the bushes a little bit and as i backed my kayak out i didn't notice my net was hooked onto the tree branch and so it fell in the water and literally all i did is go out and buy it's not a frable, but it's a pretty much the same thing. It's, I can't remember the brain uh, brand name, but it's the same size and everything. Um, it's a good net. The reason I started getting frustrated was me trying to, I kind of figured it out was through fishing tournaments, getting your phone out and, you know, trying to hold on to a fish and keep it in the water. And it was really hard. It's really hard to do it because that handle is so short. I mean, this, I think this, this net is, set up for fly fishing for trout you know um so it's meant to be strapped on a backpack and have hardly any length to the shaft so um i have not gotten one you know since i've you know i've bought that one um but that was what i looked for was the rubber coating or at least the rubber i don't think i don't want to say mine's rubber coated i think it's rubber because it's real weird but this year i started in, in the, about halfway through last year i started branching out trying to throw more baits i threw a lot of soft plastics with single hooks in it and so I, I have this giant collection of hard baits and i'm like these things are just literally sitting around once you you know take take something out use it and get out there so i've been doing that and that's where i started to realize how that net wasn't very good for stuff with treble hooks it comes out uh, don't yeah. get me wrong. It comes out of there. It's just when the fish flops or whatever, and it will like twist itself around in those little holes. So then I'm yep. sitting there having to try to pick it out <laughs> and it's always come out. It's not done anything to the net. It's just somehow it just loops in there so many times and yeah. from being small and together, it looks like a knot half the time, but it's not, it's just kind of like you said it's a waste of time when i'm out there fishing and yeah and, and the most fish. in our opportune time right yeah. like right when you land a fish you're like i want to go right back to either to that spot or whatever or nearby yeah, and, and, and not a big deal if you're just fun fishing okay cool like it's not i'm, I'm not gonna be like stressed out about time but when you're tournament fishing yeah. that's where it gets to be a pain so and that's brad that that day that i did really well in the um the tournament that we just had and or what was it which one is that why did i just forget it 150 yeah 150 mile radius one and i decided to fish the river and in the it's a three fish limit and 
in the first 20 minutes of the tournament, starting at 6 a.m., I've got a 19 and a half and a 19 inch smallmouth out of the river. And, and then I, shortly thereafter, I caught an 18. So I was like in the lead for most of the day, basically on those three fish. I even upgraded once um to kind of keep in the lead and then two guys had like some last minute heroics but <laughs> one of those fish i ended up losing like 10 minutes it was the first one i think actually the first one that i caught i lost 10 minutes trying to get uh my popper out of the net you know oh, yeah like uh, i was like you know this is a headache and it was hard because i've got this 19 and a half inch behemoth smallmouth in this tiny trout net i mean the opening is big enough for the fish and deep enough but when you catch a river smallmouth on a top water it's pissed and yeah. you know it's and, and i've got treble hooks in there and i'm trying to get it from hook keep hooking itself you know like it hooked itself i got the hook out of its mouth originally and then it flopped again and it reset the hook on the outside of its mouth and i'm like good lord man and then the back half is all like jacked up in the net. And I'm like, somebody's, I, I was, it was one of those times I'm like, I think I'm going to get stuck in the finger at this point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's just no, it, it's not enough space. And so it's kind of where I'm, I'm making the realization, like it's time to get a longer handle. It's time to get that deeper oh, yeah. basket too. So longer handles a must for me. Yeah. I, mean, I, I won't ever go back to short handle. What are you using, Brad? Uh, it's it's one of the ones uh Greg Blanchard was using. I, I found found out he what he was using from one of his YouTube videos, uh Foreverlast G2 net. It's the one that's all wrapped in foam and then it has a rubber net. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I like it. No issues well, with it. The, like you I think it was jo or Brad that said that that there's um so on. Whoops, whack something here. So you know, on, on hockey sticks, you can see uh, how well it'll show up. That's that's Matthews, right? I think he mm -hmm, plays for mm -hmm. the uh, Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. um, so that that signifies the the curve of the blade, right? It's a Matthews pattern, right? They get some promotion out of him, and um, so that's cool. I've had customers that say, "Oh my God, I'm a big you know Pittsburgh fan. I'm a Crosby fan. I wanted to say Crosby on there or something." So I do get those, um, but I do have because of the relationships I've built, I, I do have some NHL game use stick so that that's pretty cool to be able to have uh wow um you know have a, a a net that you know was once used on on the ice for somebody so i'm kind of lucky to get some of that stuff too um but those are a little bit you know fewer and far between um, that is cool it, what you need to do is walk into the gm office up there at red wing and be like hey yeah <laughs> yeah w way ahead of you on that <laughs> but but yeah there's um it, and it it's and this is something relatively new or relatively recently i've learned that um and, and it's okay i can manage through it but it, if you think about it my seasons are kind of opposite right so mm -hmm. with exception of you know nhl playoffs are going on right now but not a lot of people are playing hockey and breaking sticks um but everybody's on the water and wants to buy nets and fish with them and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then the opposite's going to be true come you know november through you know february i'm going to have access to a lot of sticks but not a lot of people be buying nets. Um, but like I said, that's okay. That doesn't mean, you know, I can't, I can't um, still make nets and, and, you know, put nets in people's hands. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's something that, like I said earlier in the conversation is a whole side of my business is that I'm, you know, reaching out to people and developing those relationships and mm -hmm. um, trying to, you know, kind of build something there. 
Right. Well, that's cool. Now, are you there, Brian? Yeah. I thought I lost you for a second. Sorry. Um, I'm looking through uh, the website, and if you're ordering one of your um, one of your nets, are you so are they able to select them by the shaft, or is it just kind of random? So what's on there right now are ones. I don't know if, how well you can see it or not, but behind me, hanging on my wall here, um, on this whole wall of this garage, I have pre-made nets in this kind of standard size. And like I said, when I get some more components in, I'm going to do the same thing for that little bit smaller size. Um, and so what you see on the website are pictures I've taken literally here in my garage floor of all the nets that I have made. Okay. Right? So, so you can click through, I think there's what, maybe uh, 12 or 15 different nets there. So you can say, oh, okay, cool. I like the Bauer one or that Warrior black and white looks really cool. So people can choose those and literally buy that exact model. Now you can also reach out to me and say, and I get this quite a bit, people say, oh, do you have a, a red and black stick? Or do you have one that says Crosby on it? I'm a big Crosby fan. Or do you have, you know, I used the Warrior when I played, you know, beer league hockey or when I played high school or whatever. And then I can go to one of my, I have a bunch of bins here with broken sticks in them. And I can go through and take pictures and say, yeah, this is what I got um, type of thing. So yeah, you could do a little bit of both. Um, like I said, I want to build a customization page Mm-hmm. on the website where people you can you know uh learn about the different options that i offer yeah. um but right now yeah you can click through and and literally buy and i'll ship tomorrow the exact sticks or exact nets that you see right there and they're all carbon fiber yep yep i do have some i've, I've made a couple wood ones um those are those are more for like fun or i had a, a good mm-hmm. buddy of mine is a goalie so i had a goalie a vaughn wood goalie stick i made into one for him that's um, cool. i really want to get a sheer wood just to have like because it looks cool right like an old school wood stick um mm-hmm. they're they're quite a bit heavier than the carbon fiber so i don't like to use them quite a bit um so everything you see on the website uh to answer your question josh is all carbon fiber and that's what i come across the most right i do get some broken ones i have some actually old aluminum shafts here um, they're a little bit harder to use and, and I still keep them around because someday I'll find a use for them. But, um, with the, with the exception of custom ones that people want, maybe they want a wood stick or something. Everything that I sell are the carbon fiber handles. Heck cool, yeah. I'm interested. I'm going to have to reach out to you. I want to figure out which one's got that, uh, grip grippy shaft all the way up. Yeah. 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 That'll you'll, you and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you put it in your hands, you're like, okay, that's almost a little tacky, not tacky. Like it's not sticky, but you know, definitely when it gets wet, it's not going to be, you know, it's yeah, not right. going to be smooth where your hand's going to slide around or anything like that. And then yeah, like I, I tend said, to wear your, it'd be interesting to see. Cause I wear gloves that have some grip on oh, them yeah. too. Yeah. That'll work well too. And, he, and even the rectangular shape of it, like I said, it's not something because of the round shaft of, you know, conventional nets that, that, twist on you right yeah you don't get that it's a lot easier it, mm-hmm. even though it's a, kind of an odd shape that rectangle actually fits in your hand a lot better yeah mm-hmm. so um my the net i'm using now i currently i, I extended the handle 24 inches i wrapped it with baseball bat mm-hmm. grip tape <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of like it's kind of similar yeah exactly right because you, you kind of get the feel like okay you know a lot of net handles especially cheaper ones are just aluminum right just like mm-hmm. pressed aluminum and yeah that even if they're painted that that doesn't give them any type of uh, friction or any grip or anything like that so a lot of times yeah you end up like wrapping some tape around it you know putting some ba- baseball tape or some type of grip or something on it so it's a, it, it doesn't fall out of your hands yeah i i the the grip tape 
is awesome. I don't like the foam handles. The grip tape is like the perfect match. Everybody likes the wind grips and stuff. I, yeah. I nope. I like the grip tape. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. I this is gonna be a dumb question because I might have missed the answer to this because I was bringing up his website when you guys were talking about it. But what is making it float? I'm sorry. What's making the nets float? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier. It's it's the hockey sticks. Um, it, with the exception of like old wood or fiberglass ones. Yeah, those are solid, but these are they're all hollow. I could probably show you a cross section, right? Of 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 the stick here. Right. So you can kind of see inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, but, it, but it's hollow. Right. So it's, it's obviously woven carbon fiber around the stick, but it's, it's a, you know, hollow cavity in here. Right. So that's all, that's all air. Right. That's. And so the, the, um, I pride myself in attention to detail. So, you know, little things like I want to make sure that, that the end caps match the brand of the stick. Right. So if it's mm-hmm. a Bauer end cap, you know, on a Bauer stick and that's epoxied into place. And then part of my manufacturing process, when I put this on, um, not only is there hardware that holds all of the pieces together, there's, there's epoxy as well. And the epoxy sealed at both ends means we have one big air chamber here. Cool. So that that's what gives it all that buoyancy. And even, I mean, I guess you could get some from the, the hollow um, aluminum tubing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is what makes it float the big air chamber in here. Nice. Heck Yeah. I gave you a weird look. Did I don't know if you saw that when you stuck your finger in the end of that? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, make you oh, nervous a little bit. Yeah, dude, because carbon fiber sucks <laughs> when it's on your hands. Yeah, like, I broke a paddle. It got run over by a car, and I picked it up, and I didn't even think about it, and I grabbed it right around where it was cracked, oh. and I picked out those fibers for like a ten-minute drive to the lake. And yeah, never. I'd never seen. I mean, I've seen carbon fiber be broken, but I've never touched it. And yeah, that's uh, when you did I, I that. I was like, like oh. <laughs> it's it's like fear factor is probably slightly less than like fiberglass, you know, like real <laughs> fiberglass when you break it. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't do something like that. Uh, yeah, it's the weirdest stuff. Like, I don't know, I had a, a, one of those little slivers the other day, and I don't know what I even touched. It. I don't even think I was in the garage. And I'm like, man, that, that's the tiniest little thing yeah. that just is the most annoying and painful. <laughs> Thing it gets in, in there hand. and they're hard yeah. to see. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's even too small for like tweezers to pick it out. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you got man, anything else? No, man, we covered it. I think we hit all aspects of it. So it was a good conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chris, same guys. Anything, I appreciate it. Anything you want to add, Chris? Um, no, I appreciate all the support and stuff. Um, that, you know, from, from you guys, you know, found me on social media and, and just that uh, really sincere, genuine, like excitement when people see the product, like that makes me happy. Or like seeing, you know, customers like chime in and say, Oh my God, I have one of these. I love it. Like it's awesome that not because, you know, I sell them and I'll sell more when somebody says that it's because like, it's just truly like energizing to see people using and liking and getting excited about the same thing that I get excited about. So yeah, it's um, your it's, craft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's, 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 yeah, exactly. Just like a, a, I'm, I can't cook to save my life, but just if, <laughs> if a chef or something, right. Makes yep. a really good meal and, and I'm sure gets enjoyment out of seeing somebody else enjoy it. So um, yep. yeah, I, I love that part of it. And, uh, and hopefully it, it grows from here. Like I said, it's, it's been a little bit less than a year, but um, hopefully, you know, the sky's the limit. So thank you guys. I appreciate you for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. It's uh 
it's a really great idea. Like I said, I'm a big fan of where you can recycle some stuff like, you know, especially things like that. Um, you know, yeah, if you've ever driven by it, and I'm sure you guys have, like I have, you've ever driven by a landfill, like it's yeah. depressing really to mm -hmm. look at that and think like every week the garbage truck comes and picks up stuff from your curb and, and takes it there. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I feel good that I do a little bit, uh, you know, contribute a little bit to helping that. Yeah. You're saving the world from splinters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I'd appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, man. It, it was good. Uh, I think you sold me on a net. I'll be uh, purchasing one soon. Yeah, yeah. Reach out to me for sure. And uh, yeah, maybe if we're really lucky, we'll coordinate it where save you guys some shipping and you just come up here to Fish Lake St. Clair and pick up your net. Yeah, Brad. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Heck yeah. You can Brad, you can drag me out there because I don't have a pedal drive or motor right now. So, Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you around. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're winding it down. So, uh, yeah. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Look me up on, um, on social media, broken twig landing nets on both Instagram and Facebook. And then, uh, like you guys said, uh, the website you were surfing around is a uh, broken twig landing nets.com. And that's through uh, Shopify. Is that correct? I'm sorry. I, it's, you, Josh. it's done through Shopify. It is. Yep. Yep. You go to broken but yeah, exactly. Everything's through Shopify. So it's all up to date and secure and, and all that stuff. All right, cool. Yep. righty. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of the final cast and we'll see you next week. Take care. See you thanks, guys. See thanks you. for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle and fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.